Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. And welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And I am joined today by someone that I have admired for quite some time and I've known for a shorter time. This is Coach Chick Hislop. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you very much. My pleasure. It's my pleasure. And we can argue about that if you want. I think we'll let that go. (laughs) Well, well, maybe it can be both of our pleasures. Absolutely. Um, Coach Hislop is a legendary figure in the track and field world. Um, And I'm not saying legendary just because you're older than me. (laughs) Okay. Um, Coach, you are... You're a Hall of Fame coach. You, you were a, uh, an Olympic distance coach. You've coached for years at Weber State University. And at both the high school and college levels, you've really had some phenomenal experience in, in coaching, and particularly in track and field. Is that correct? That is. You know, I have been very fortunate. I've uh, uh, coached for 37 years at Weber State and 10 years in, in high school. So I had, before I retired, I had 47 years of of uh, coaching and then I've worked uh, with some individuals since then so I've been in in the coaching area for over 50 years and during that time I have had the opportunity to associate with so many outstanding uh, people both uh, athletes that I've coached and and coaches that I've got to know and uh, that I was able to uh, get a lot of their a lot of information from a lot of people I have associated with that's one of the benefits, isn't it? Absolutely. Those... You know, I, I think we all we we always have to be the student. Hmm. You know that, that, that you, you can't you can't put yourself aside as a teacher. I think you have to be a student, and there's always someone around us that can teach you something. Always. Always. And especially if we're humble enough and open enough to be coached. You've shared some stories about this too. I've I've recent, recently finished your book. It's called On Track for a Life of Excellence, which just came out recently. Yes. And and coach, this is a book that you put together with some stories about people you've worked with, but beyond that, also some of the principles that you've learned as you have have worked as a coach and also as you've associated with some really remarkable individuals. Yeah, you know, um, every time you associate with someone, there, there's, there's something they can teach you or something they can add to what you may know and, and give you more depth in, in that area. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have found that uh, uh, many of the, of the young men that I first started to coach when I was in high school, mm. I was only about six years old, older than what they were. So, right. Know, yeah, because when I first started coaching, I, I was about, I was 24 years of age and I was coaching eight, six, 17 and 18 year olds. So, uh, uh, although they, just because of the title of coach, they felt that I knew an awful lot uh-huh. and, and I 
realized how little I knew and how much more I had to learn. It's the story of the teacher that, that tries to say a, a chapter ahead of their of their uh, students, of the students every day. going through the, the semester. <laughs> that's, um, that's how it was when I first started coaching him anyways. So you were their coach, but they were your coach trainers. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because we need both, don't yes, we? Yes, we sure do. You know, and that's in life, too. That, mm. that, sometimes that is referred to just in athletics, but it, mm -hmm. it doesn't. It isn't only in athletics. It's, it's, in, it's in all aspects of our life, I believe. You know, this is something that I really enjoyed as I was reading through your book because the principles that allow athletes to perform at an elite level are the same principles that allow people to succeed in every other aspect of life. Is that what you've found? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, there, and there's a, a big overlap in, in the two that, that I, I always thought that athletics and track and field and athletics was a, uh, just a small section of life mm -hmm. and and what you what you learn in in that area in that area of life you can relate to other areas in, in your life whether it's in work uh, raising your family uh, mm -hmm. getting along with your mate what, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be there, there's these principles overlap in all aspects of, of life that's right. Okay, so I have to admit something to you. All right. On the way up, I, I drove up to visit with you today. Um, and folks uh, who are listening, it was about, about an hour and a half or so drive for me to come and visit with the coach today. And, and that's just an indicator of how important I felt this was to have this conversation. Guess what I packed for my lunch in the car? Spam. Yes! <laughs> you nailed it. I didn't even prep you for that. <laughs> I had spam with Little Ritz crackers in the car on the way up. Now, why is that significant? Can you tell our listeners about spam? Well, <laughs> that, that's one of the stories in, in, my, in my book that uh, sometimes I wondered why there are some people that... that is so are so vivacious and they're just full of life. Yeah. And and life means so much to them. And there are other people that we know that just kind of drag through and oh I have to do this and and life is bad and so forth. And and I was trying to figure a way to to put across the idea of of why some people are are so enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. And I came up with the idea that they. They have they have their spam with them. A steady and diet of spam. They have a steady diet of, of, of spam, and you know, on every can of spam you have, there's a key, and you, then you open that spam, and that's the key to success. And what spam is is super positive attitude mentally. Super positive attitude mentally. mentally you bet. <laughs> well, and. Uh, I, I'm pleased that you guessed, <laughs> but I figured if I gave you a little bit of a prompt, you'd probably. Good hint. <laughs> um, I've I've made my whole career around positivity, positive psychology, and as a psychologist, this is absolutely spot on what you're saying. That the energy you bring to any endeavor, whether it's athletic or otherwise. 
is determined so much by your mental attitude. And you've coached for long enough to probably see that the, the, the mental attitude part is probably every bit as important as the physical preparation. Oh, I think it's every bit and sometimes it's even more important because... Even more. Because very often the, it's, the, it's the attitude that you have in going into something, I think that, that has a lot of determination how much success you're going to have. You know, mm -hmm. I have never seen anyone break a record of any type that wasn't positive about it going into it. Mm. And if, if they're going to have their best performance, they feel this is going to happen. I'm going, I'm going to do my very best today. You know, right. and, they go in, and they go into life with, a, with that type of an attitude, and very often that's the result. Does it always turn out that way? No, but when it doesn't, these type of people, what's their attitude when, when it doesn't? Mm. Wait till next time. Yeah. I'll, I'll get it done. And what can I've I learn from some, this one? Yeah, I've learned something from today that I, I'm not, I won't make that mistake again, and, and I'll be able to, to go could, from there. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Because there are so many people who get frustrated and discouraged because they failed, right? Failure. What, what's your take on that? What's the role of failure and why is it important to us? Well, in my book someplace, I, I have something written down that, that, that the, um, it's important to fail. Right. We, and, and we all have, I think we have to go through that. And it's our attitude that we have about, about it. It, it, it. it isn't how many times you, you fall down, it's how many times you get up. Right. And, and, and I think that, that if you go through life thinking you're, you're not going to fail, you're in for a long, hard life. But mm. if you go through life thinking, when, I'm not, when I don't accomplish as much as I want to, that's not a failure. That's just one step forward of success. Right, the it's, next it's, thing it's that I need more, to learn. Yeah, it's one more step I have to take toward, toward success. Right. And, and uh, uh, I have found in so many, many situations in, in life that uh, in, in the way I've looked at things, and sometimes I've looked at them, you know, mm. oh, we, we should have won, we should have taken first, mm -hmm. you know, we should have done this. And what mistakes... Or what things could have I done different to have a, a better chance to be successful? Yes. And and if we look at that, and and I think you know, I think you have to be positive to look that way. Yes. You know, you you can't look at oh this is what I did bad and this and all. What things that, that I do that I can do better next time? Mm-hmm. And that's the positive aspect of it. It's more like looking at, at what's working and what's not working and learn from both. Absolutely. I like that. Good. I, th I want to introduce something before we go into our break in just a few minutes. I was introduced to you through our mutual friend, Brad Barton. Um, Brad's been on my show before and I've mentioned him. Brad fairly recently came out of retirement as a runner and he dragged you along with him. Can you just introduce that for us, and then we'll we'll flesh it out a little bit in the second half. Well, Brad and I have uh, remained. He, I coached him in college, and he was an All-American in college, and we have remained friends 
for thirty years between them then mm-hmm. and now, and and about uh, five years ago, he told me that that he was getting back into running a little bit, mm-hmm. and he didn't say much about it. Well, then about a year and a half after that, he says, "Coach, I brought my mile time down from five minutes down to four forty, and mm-hmm. and I and I want to get down. I want to improve more, and I would like some of your assistance again to." to uh, see how much I can improve. So we started to go, and first of all, and it's that kind of like life. First of all, I think you've got to think of a, of a local goal or a, a, a goal that, that's a little easier to obtain. Yes. And, and, then, and then when you obtain that goal, you've, you've got to start broadening your horizon. Thinking bigger. Yeah. And and our our goal was local to to be the best around, mm-hmm. and and before long it, it became well I want to be the the best in my age group in the United States, mm. and and then then when we started to get close to that goal even before we achieved it, when we started to get close to that that goal I asked him well, what's the world record for your age group, uh. and 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 I think that's uh, how kind of how you can improve in life that you you start with a uh, smaller goal. Don't don't have this big goal that's so far out that it's almost impossible to even think realistically yeah. about it. But but work your way towards it. And as you work your way towards it, that big goal doesn't seem so big. It starts to become it, it, within reach. Yeah, it, it certainly does. We're going to talk about some of the details of that as we come back from this break. Folks, this is Coach Chick Hislop at Live On Purpose Radio today. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com And welcome back. Coach Chick Hislop at Live On Purpose Radio today, and we are on track, Coach. We are. Just like your book. (laughs) Thank you. Again, his book is On Track for a Life of Excellence, and that's available to our listeners if they'd like to pick one up. Yeah. Right now, I have it online. They can get it at coachhislop.com. Coachhislop.com. Okay. And that's spelled H-I-S-L-O-P. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. We'll come back to that right at the end. Okay. I I started you into a story just before the break about my friend and yours, Brad Barton, who at the ripe old age of, I can't remember how old he was, 45, 47. Yeah, he was about 45, 46 when he started to, to get a goal of trying to break this age group record. Now, Brad had been an elite runner Back in the day. Yes. When he was in college. 
Um, at the time, he was also coaching Ogden High, I think, in the cross-country team. I think he was helping team. with Ogden High a little bit, yes. Or assisting with that. Yes. And I remember Brad and I used to run into each other. Now, we know each other through the Speakers Association, but our sons ran head-to-head in high school. Oh. So we'd show up at the same cross-country meets, and interestingly enough, they were both from OHS... <laughs> His son from Ogden oh, High School, mine from Orem High right. School. They're both tigers. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was kind yeah. of funny. But, and they were, they were good competitors back in high school, those two boys. Brad had this idea that he wanted to get better at getting better. And part of what that meant for him was um, getting back into running and seeing what he could do with that. He called out to you. Now, you were, I'm sure, you were sitting on the corner with a little sign-up that said, available for hire, um, <laughs> looking for a, co- we'll coach for food or whatever, right? You weren't looking for this. Not at all. I, I, was, I was retired, and part of being retired is that I wanted to, I made an effort to stay away from, from Weber State the first four or five years mm-hmm. because I felt that, uh, it wasn't fair to the coaches that took over for me to be looking over if their shoulders. Over there, yeah. hovering yeah, all the time. Yeah, so so I purposely stayed away. So it was about five years after I'd retired when when uh, Brad uh, wanted to, and we started out strictly as an as kind of an advisement situation. Yeah. That that he that he'd call up and talk to me, and I tell him what to do, and. And it went from there finally to, well, why don't you come out and watch me? Why don't you come out and, and work with me? He dragged you right out of retirement, <laughs> didn't he? And, and, and then it went from out from uh, going to watching him and, and that I started mm-hmm. to, to coach him again. Yeah. And, and uh, as he says, it brought, brought back from some of those scary moments uh-huh. in, in college. Now, the two of you set out to accomplish something that had never been done. Can you tell us about that? Yes. What we um, After he got going a little bit, and, and I could tell that he still loved it and he was still good at it, we started to... Uh, uh, I asked him what his goal was. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, well, I, I want to set the, U, the United States record in the mile and in the steeplechase. And, and, and meaning for the master's for, category for, the, for, for his the, age group. For his group. age group, yes. Mm-hmm. For his age group. So we found out what that what they were, so we had a definite goal on time-wise what to work towards. Mm-hmm. And, and we started to uh, judge the, uh, gauge the workouts towards, towards those. Mm-hmm. So that if you could, if you accomplish this type of workout and this type, and you know, this mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. I had enough experience in the past that, that he ought to be able to run these times that you could you could yeah. reach it yeah sure and and then when when he broke the uh, the um, uh, american record of course our, our next goal was that we wanted the world record mm. in, on it and and uh, he has either the american or our world record in five different events at the present time wow that, that uh, and and uh, he's been injured most of the time since he turned 50 so this is from the 45 to 50 age group, and he has one in the 50 age group, and as soon as he gets uh, completely healthy again, I'm sure he's going to get four or five more in the, in the 50 mm-hmm. to 55. 
Because he's still got a lot of gas in him. Yeah, he's got a lot of hmm. a lot of desire, a lot of gas, a lot of the things that that we discussed earlier about having the the right attitude. And and he's had some in his attempt to do this. He's had some major things that would affect some other people, that could affect some other people very negative, and and uh, he it, it hasn't. There was one time he called me back and he and he didn't he didn't make it. He had he had tripped in a race and mm-hmm. if he hadn't fallen, he felt he would have set set the world record. And he was pretty pretty down and and uh, he said I don't know whether it's worth it. And and uh, time he got off the phone, we had decided what was the next race we were only going to run. He's just to, to get it done. It's like you were saying, Coach. You get back up. Yep. And take a look again, learn from what whatever your experience was, and keep yeah. going. So even a world record, something that has never been done by anyone else in the whole world, it's available to you if you put your sights on it, if you take the steps that are necessary to move you to the next level, whatever that is. I'm, yeah. I'm hearing these principles behind what we're talking about Well, today. you know, it really is, and... and there's one thing to have the goal out that's way up high, mm-hmm. but it's more importantly to, to to know how you're going to climb the ladder, and and yeah. what and what steps you what steps you have to take, and are willing to take, and and how each one of them will get you a little bit closer to this goal, but each one of them maybe it it isn't one big giant leap at one time. Or it isn't. Mm-hmm. It isn't uh, uh, do or die at, at at one time. It's persistence. It's determination, and it's stick to itiveness. And many of the things, all these principles, which I talk about in the book, Brad has demonstrated those to accomplish the the world records that that he has set. It it feels to me from reading your book and hearing you talk that the principles are available to anyone. And there are a few people maybe out there who have some special gifts or endowments that allow them to, you know, excel just because of their own natural talent. But that's not, that's not the case most of the time. No, you know, and, and very often we, we, we talk about the elite people when, when we talk about mm-hmm. different things. And I made a, a very definite purpose to... Uh, include some people in my book that that were not elite, that, right. that that were just that were just common ordinary people that that were willing to to put these steps in, in life. And it doesn't have to be in athletics; it can be in, in any aspect of your life. It, mm-hmm. it can be to 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 improve you if you're a teacher, to to in, in, improve your teaching or or whatever mm-hmm. you are. I I think that there are certain things that that we all have to do to improve. No, not mm-hmm. we have to do. That if we do, they will make us better. It will bring that uh, improvement. Yeah, it will bring that improvement if, if we include these things in our life. And, and uh, sometimes why people don't do them is because they don't know about them. Mm-hmm. And if they know about these steps, if they know about these things that will will help to improve, they're they're willing to do it and they're excited about doing it, but they just haven't. Nobody's presented the situation to them. These are the these are the principles of life that that's going to lead to success, and you've got to work towards them. 
Now, you coached even at the level of the Olympics. Yes, sir. When I watch the Olympics, it's tempting to look at these athletes and think, oh, wow, they are something special, right? Yes. And they are, but not in the way that people might sometimes think. There's something special in their in their work ethic and in their um, commitment to a process. I'm thinking about one of the young men that you uh, highlighted in your book was a pole vaulter and something about a rope climb. Can you tell us yes. a little bit about that? Well, when I first started to coach this, this young man, he was a, he was a, what the typical what you would think of a little 98-pound weakling uh, okay. in, in, in high school. Uh-huh. Uh, but he was, he was just determined he was going to be a, a, pole, a pole vaulter. And he was so little and so skinny and so thin that, that you just would not think this would be possible. The pole bent him. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was back when the, we were just learning how to, to, to bend the pole. The, the fiberglass pole had just come in, and, mm-hmm. and the, the knowledge was it like it is today and there was just a lot of things to learn well one of the things that I I when I was reading information about it I, I read a thing that one way to, to gain strength is to do the rope climb without out using your legs just just your, your just upper body hand over hand hand over hand and, and go up wow and and uh, and then I read in the article more and and in pole vaulting, they, there's a, they, what they call a rock back position, which, mm-hmm. which simply means that that your feet and your legs get higher than than your shoulders when when you're in this, okay. and that's what makes mm-hmm. the pole bend. And and then you stay in that position while the pole is bending, and you stay in that position. Then as you get to the top, as the pole comes out, you got to become an extension of the pole and go straight and straight up and over. And well, that gives you more height, and and that that'll. That gives the technique necessary to get the job done. Yeah. Well, so they they said to to get your athlete in this rock back position and have him climb the rope like that. That means that his head's down at the bottom, his feet his feet's curled up over the top of him, and one hand at the time at the time he goes up upside down oh. in this rock back position. And and it it took Todd three years to be able to execute that all, all the way to the top five times come right uh, do it one time come right back down and and turn around and go and right tur- back up turn turn around and go go back up and uh, i had told him at the time i says if you're able to, to do to do that you will eventually be able to to uh, uh, set the the state record in, in the pole vault and, wow. And three years later, he, he was able to accomplish that, but that's how long it took him. It took him two years, did you say? Uh, three years. Three years. From, from the time that he started to climb the rope the regular way until he could climb it upside down five, five times in a row. So we're talking straight up persistence, dogged determination. Absolutely. And just an undying worth, work ethic as well. Yep. Wow, and and uh, uh, there were so many of my of my athletes that have have taught me that have shown that to me that that uh, and you talk about, about the Olympic athletes. You know, I had a, mm-hmm. a chance to get pretty close to a, a couple of the of the Olympic athletes, and 
and you wonder about their great ability, and they have a lot of ability, and they more likely have a lot more natural ability than, than most athletes, but still, the ones that are successful are the ones that have put in unbelievable amount of hours perfecting this skill. So for our listeners, there might be some of our listeners out there who are thinking, ah, I don't know if this can be done. I've been working at it for hours. <laughs> you know, uh, I had a, a close friend that was on the track team with me at Utah State. L.J. Sylvester was his name, and, and he took third place in the NCAA meet and, as a senior. And in, in uh, 1968, Diane and I went to the an Olympic trials, and he had been out of school for 10 years. And there was a, a reporter that came up to him when I was there, and the reporter said, uh, what's the difference be between you now and when you were in college? Mm -hmm. And he said, that's easy. 100,000 throws. 100,000 throws. Yeah. And sometimes I, when I was in high school, I'd get a kid and they'd try something for 10 for try something 10 times mm -hmm. and they say I can't do that and, and I can't do it it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work I can't do it and, and uh, I always say I, I don't understand they say I can't I, I don't know what you mean that what's that word, what's that what? word you said mm -hmm. that, 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 that C word that, that C word is not in my vocabulary tell, tell me I haven't done it yet. Not that I can't. That you can accept. Yeah, I can accept that because they'll, they'll work towards it. Can't is not only an attitude killer, it's not true. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, I, and I like oh. the, you know, and I've always liked the idea that, that it, you just, you haven't done enough yet to find out. And, and you know, I, I haven't done it yet, but stick with it. Stick with it. So maybe that's that's one of the the primary messages from our conversation here today. Before we wrap up, I'm wondering if there's if there's anything that you would like to leave our our listeners with. What what would be one of those Coach Hislop? Here's the final word kind of messages. Oh, I, I don't know. That'd be kind of difficult. Uh, the thing about it, though, is that, that I have also learned, and I, I think I'd, I'd like to point this out a little bit, I've learned from other coaches. And, right. and, I, and I, my first coach that I learned from was, was my dad. Mm. And I said in, in the book that he's not, I didn't learn anything in, in Little League. He never taught me Little League mm -hmm. of anything. But his, his main thing that he taught me was the, was the sport of work. And the value of work, and 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 how you have to stick with it, and and everything that comes along, if you're willing to, to put in the work, and the other coaches that I that I've learned a lot time a lot throughout the years, uh, they they've taught me something specific that's kind of always been connected to that, that mm -hmm. that if you if you. Uh, Nate Long from South High School. Everybody just when I first started coach, he was so fantastic. He was such a great coach, 
Well, people didn't realize that when everybody else had, had gone home from South High School, he was in the he was in the hallways with his hurdlers, working mm. working on. That's before we had indoor facilities. Yeah, and he was in the, his hall hallways with the hurdlers, working on the hurdle technique, mm -hmm. long hours after everybody had had left. Yes, and and uh, they said, they, you know, I've heard people ask him what. What's your success to work? I mean, what, what's your what's your your secret success? to success? Secret to success. Uh -huh. What's your secret success? You know, and people don't like to. They they think it should be more sophisticated. <laughs> it can't be that simple. <laughs> yeah, than <and> work. <laughs> that is it, isn't it? You bet. It's the work and the attitude, like we talked about. The attitude that goes with the work, and the work well, will come, or the work will come very difficult if you don't have the right attitude towards it. Right. So the attitude and the work. So have the, the attitude, attitude that helps you instead of the one that hurts you. Absolutely. Coach, you've, you've done it again. <laughs> you brought some, some great ideas for us here today. So folks can get a hold of your book through your website. Yes. Coach Hislop, H-I-S-L-O-P mm -hmm. dot com. Correct. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. Folks, this is Coach Chick Hislop. He's available to coach you. He's got a little sign. He holds it on the corner occasionally. <laughs> Thank you for coaching us today. It's been a, a remarkable time with you. Well, I appreciate it. All right, folks, it's time. Go live on purpose. Yeah.